Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello Egg Chasers and welcome to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Here with you every single week, 52 weeks a year and on this particular Sunday night as we record this, well no actually, Monday morning, uh, Yes, it is 12.57am. Yeah it is, it this, is, I can confirm that. This is how much we take seriously the, the, the duty of bringing you this podcast every week. Um, Phil, fresh from Budapest, how are you feeling, mate? <laughs> fresh is probably the wrong word. <laughs> Had a great weekend uh, away in Budapest, seeing all the cultural sites, of course. Lots of Irish bars. Oh, <laughs> lovely Irish bars. Lots yeah. of ruins. The ruins bars. So they're, we, they're great. We went to Budapest on your stag do. Did we? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember any of the ruins I bars. swear to God, <laughs> I remember about two hours of that stag do and they weren't consecutive hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I honestly I, don't remember anything. I remember you drinking lots of the uh, double, double whatever they were, gins. On the plane over? Yes. You had like five or six of those on the plane over. It was voluntarily or were they... No, no. no, no I was going to say, jeez. Never voluntarily. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I, I was in such... I, I've never had heartburn like it. People <laughs> mock me for heartburn, right? I, like, it felt like I was going to cough up my, my, my internals. It was just awful. That's like getting a dead leg. So people... people will say, oh, you're soft if you've got a dead leg. Agreed. If you get a bad dead leg, it is like... It's a, a game changer. It takes I, you completely out of action. You can't walk. Yeah, I've never had a, ba- a bad dead leg, ever. Ever. It, it does exist. Trust mm. me. But it's, it's a hematoma, technically, isn't it? It is. Nick Nick Shonnett's got one and then has had to pull out of the England training camp. Is that right? <laughs> yes. It's always pulled out. Yeah, that is. Anyway, we'll get on to that later, but there's lots to talk about. Um, nice one for listening. You can find us everywhere everywhere you are on social media we are um just get uh, so get in touch but uh, i just want to rattle i'm going to lead this so i'm going to rattle through some news yes please from the last week we, we, there's only one place to start it, albeit it feels like a long time since the news of the england squad emerged cipriani's omission included so let's talk about this then the, the england squad phil what were your th- thoughts when you saw this <laughs> when you saw it um do we want to jump straight into Cipriani? Because that has been all the all yeah, the headlines. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go all for the it. headlines have been Cipriani. Come on then. Um, for me, and Eddie's, Eddie himself said he's the third choice, choice fly half. Well, he didn't. He said third or fourth. Oh, sorry. So, who, third who, or fourth, who's the fourth okay. guy, by the way? Uh, <laughs> Marcus Smith. Maybe uh, Sam Simmons as an auxiliary fly half. 
Me. Straight in, in a 10-man game of rugby. Not big enough to be a number eight, but, you know, chuck him out. <laughs> just just yeah. one out from the scrum half. Oh, well. So, funny you should mention that. And this is a, maybe we could talk about another week or another day. Who would be the best premiership player for your club team or I, any club team? I did see this. Sam Simmons for me, right? Because he can cover so many positions. He kind of looks like one of us as, as well. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's helpful, isn't it? When the third team centre calls off or, you know, you need flexibility. And I bet he could play hooker too. Yeah, I reckon he could cover any any position in the backs, basically. And pretty much any. Six, I mean, he's not small, is he? Six foot two. So at level, he's not six foot two. Is he not six foot two? Six no, foot? I think no, he's no, listed no. as six foot and hundred kg. Oh, is he? Oh, maybe not even tall enough to play a second row level level seven. Then I'm sure he could do a job though. Yeah. Cipriani, Cipriani, come on then. So I'm okay with that position to say third or fourth, whichever, because that is where me personally I would put him uh, in the rankings. The bit that does then confuse me a little bit is the problem when your first choice uh, 10 is also your first choice 12 means that you've only then got one option for mm. your 10 unless he is definitely going to go away from mm. um, Farrell at 12, which is something that he's done pretty consistently for the last two years. And another thing he has done pretty consistent, pretty consistently since he took over is generally speaking, only have two fly halves in his squad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even though this is a slightly bigger squad than... Yes. uh, Certainly a normal match squad. What was your reaction initially, JB? I thought it was a boring squad, frankly. (laughs) Um, There's nothing on here which excites me. Uh, It's a mixture of people that he... He refuses to drop for reasons unknown, uh, except for Danny Cipriani, and then guys who I don't really think have earned the right to be there. I mean, as much as I love Chris Ashton... It's unclear to me what he's done since he's landed here to be involved in the England <laughs> team. He hasn't done anything yeah. other than get banned for seven weeks. Um, uh, Cipriani, that is a mystery, isn't it? I mean, you're on a losing streak. You're playing terribly. And your solitary win, your solitary win is down to one man. No, that's so... That's ru- like he, Was it? I mean, he started 10 in that game, but to say your solitary win is down to one man... I would say so. ...is rubbish. You, you said when I made the point a, a few weeks ago about Cipriani making a big difference in Gloucester, your, your point to counteract that was he had one good kick and didn't do much else. When? About three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I don't see the point. What's the point? You like said, suddenly, said, suddenly, no, is said. he single-handedly pulled Eddie Jones out of I, the mire? I honestly, think, well, okay. So, <laughs> what what happens, right? If he doesn't make that kick and Johnny May doesn't score? Oh no, no, I'm not saying it wasn't a great kick. It was a very I mean, good he, kick. That means Johnny, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tempering the hyperbole. Well, no, I think that's exactly. I, I'm exactly right. Which is, <laughs> uh, so he did nothing else apart from that kick. That, I didn't but say he single, that. single-handedly won the game. No, that was your point. Uh, oh, a, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, four no. weeks ago, his, was, yeah. Was I did. mean, his moment of genius was that kick, yes. right? And it took that moment of genius to, well, hang on. When when did England finish in, in the Six Nations? They finished on a loss, didn't they? Fourth, yeah, lost to Ireland at home, and they also lost to France lost to the France. week before that. Yeah, and they lost, and to, lost Scotland to Scotland the week before that. Yeah, so he breaks the streak of five losing games, right? Nobody else is. Well, two, nobody else two losses to that. South Africa as well. Yeah, before that one. So. He's yeah. um he's he's important and he's you know quite frankly a rugby genius. <laughs> yes. So th- my issue with it is exactly like Phil said. I actually I, I don't mind him saying oh he's, he's down the pecking order. I only want two fly halves. 
the tangible difference in terms of personnel is Manu Tuolangi is fit. And if that yep. means that Owen yeah. Farrell if that means Owen Farrell is now a fly half primarily, which could be the case, he may well be thinking of changing his setup. But my only issue then is why take him to South Africa? Yeah. Yep. Why start him in that final test in South Africa if you don't think because his form hasn't dipped no, between no. South Africa and now. No, no. Absolutely. No, not. in fact, if anything, it's, it's, yeah. it's gone up. So oh, just... oh, yeah, he's shown he's more versatile because he's play, playing as well in a brand new team. Yeah. And this is, this is where Eddie Jones completely confuses me because why spend that time with Cipriani in South Africa if you're just going to ditch him? Same goes. You look at uh, Dan Robson, and pleased to see him in the England squad now, but yeah. he was favoured to Ben Spencer. Ben Spencer went to South Africa. Yep. In the summer, and then oh no, I'm going to ditch Ben Spencer, and I'm going to pick up uh, Dan Robson I- now. It's, there's so many things like that. Which and, and here's a question for you, or here's one point. Not we don't have to solve this, but would, do you agree with this point? I couldn't, with any certainty, say in a World Cup in a year's time, any position in the back line where I would go that that person is definitely wearing that shirt. Oh, I see. Jo- yeah, Johnny May, maybe Johnny May, Johnny May, and I definitely think. I mean, that's Probably like, yeah. Ben Youngs as well. I def- other than that, well, definitely. I know Farrell is in a shirt. Oh no, no, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and, and Elliot Daly's in a, a shirt. shirt, and so is Mike Brown. But, my, well, well, possibly. No, yeah. Well, he, it's a, even Mike Brown, just because he he'll be thirty-four or just about to turn thirty-four. So it's. <sighs> Mike so Brown's I'd, playing, isn't he? I, I would imagine. My point being, with that being the backdrop, probably yes, yeah, but not hundred percent. With that being the backdrop, that as we, maybe with one position, we can say that person will be in that shirt in the whole back line to have a player starting your last test, not even being in a thirty-six man squad. Yeah, beggars belief. It it does. It just feels slightly confused. And, I guess is that it's inconsistent logic and argument. Yeah. Consistently inconsistent, and then but then you look at other decisions. Gary Graham parachuted into the side. Look, Boise uh, parachuted yeah. into the side. Nathan Earl still in still in the squad. Is he got a realistic chance of starting a, a game in the autumn tests? I, I wouldn't have thought so. No, he, t- he took Ben Earl to South Africa. Yeah. Na- now he's got no eight, relation. No, now he's got uh, eight back row players in his autumn international squad. I, I just I'm scratching my head. Right, so Cipriani. Even if he's a third choice fly half, I think you just have to make space for him. Because even if he doesn't start, the benefits of having such an amazing player around. I mean, you thought you would think when you just take your best players into camp. Yeah. Even if it's so the defense can get used to you know, working against a genius. Well, yeah. Well, why not? And, yeah. and one point to make that, as I said, the only tangible difference which would make me go, I understand why Cipriani isn't in the squad, is the fact that Manu Tuolangi is fit again, and that might mean he is such a potentially big. <laughs> impact on, on, on the dynamic of an, how an England team plays that actually you might he might think well Owen Farrell's a 10 now but what happens when Manu Tulangi has to pull out of a training squad ah. who got called up you'd think Cipriani would have been like right Danny yeah. Manu's out like I, for I, like. I want you in I want you in because now that, that would change the dynamic slightly who does he call up not another centre Jordan Oluwafella that yes. makes sense that's, that, that's a natural yeah Unless, unless Ben Moon is a direct replacement for... Uh, <laughs> ben Moon's probably closer in weight to Manu Tuilagi. And shape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, beyond me. I, I, yeah. I can't... Again, consistently inconsistent. Is it Danny Cipriani's character? 
Because Eddie Jones has said it's all on form and it's all a rugby decision. But is it something about him? Because let's remember, when Wasps said they were letting him go, there wasn't a queue around the block for other directors of rugby in England to, to sign him. Well, they couldn't afford him, I yeah, think. For most, yeah, yeah. For no, most that might have been part of it. But... That will be part of it, yeah. Oh, okay, so something which you reminded me uh, of upstairs to pre- pre-podcast, one of my pearls of wisdom, um, was maybe it is a character thing because he's such a dominant personality. And I, I forgot that I, that I mentioned this, but you, you know, when he plays in a team, it's all about him. And can it be all about him if you've got Farrell in there? And can it be all about him if he's third choice? Yeah. That, that in itself but is a contradiction. Even if, he, even if he was first choice 10 inside Owen Farrell, you're right. Cipriani's a dominant character. He runs the ship at Gloucester, doesn't he? You hear players in post-match chats going, well, you know, Danny said there's some things we need to work on and Danny was really pleased with that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, even exaggerating. Awesome. That's actually what they say or what, what I have heard them say uh, in some <laughs> situations. Owen Farrell's a massive character. Mm. Yeah. That... It, it's just interesting that dynamic you would ask the question and it'd be a fair question to ask who was coaching the England attack before Wisemantle showed up it was probably Owen Farrell it, yeah you know, it was probably Owen Farrell that, put, that picked himself at 12 for the Lions you know <laughs> I, I, that's not even a joke <laughs> it, it was probably a joint decision him and Sexton yeah yeah, yeah they we, did it between them yeah they looked at the tension well we can't, why both, would we can't you, both wear this yeah why would you why would you even Try and coach them. I know. You just let them do whatever they want. But that's the problem, isn't it? Like, maybe those two can get on. Uh, and maybe... And I, t- I tell you another thing as well. Uh, the Fords, both Fords. In fact, let's go with all three Fords. Mike, <laughs> Joe and George love rugby. Like, they live and breathe rugby. Whilst other 17-year-olds were out, you know, getting drunk and Snapchatting, uh, George <laughs> Ford was kicking goals. Like, he is, he's a little bit obsessive about the whole thing. And that's sort of Owen Farrell too. So you can imagine them having... Uh, quite a good conversation or enjoying talking about the process of rugby. I think Danny Cipriani's got outside interests outside <laughs> of rugby. And I don't think that always sits well with you know very, very serious rugby people. Yes. Mm. Well, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think there's more questions than answers, but I think we've actually covered off probably finger on the pulse with what a lot of, with all the all, all the things that people are scratching their head over so but, Don Armand no Don Armand oh I know uh, Sam Simmons Rhodes no. and Shields are both in yeah even yeah. though Shields has got his fractured oh, cheekbone poor Don Armand uh, no. and also what was it five Harlequins that they've got five or six it might be five after Marlow's pulled I mean out. I would definitely build my squad around a core of Harlequins players that makes <laughs> a lot of sense well it's all on form isn't it it is all on form yeah you're right yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> The, so the, looking at the squad, the only um, position really that looks kind of stable is the second rows. Mm. The second rows, the, the names you expect, Laws, Launchbury, Cruz, Itoji, and then Ezekwe's in there as well. So, yeah. so that looks, looks great and stable and consistent. Yeah. They're all sensational, all got great experience, great natural athletes. Um Everywhere else is just a bit... Mm. Yeah, it's more the uncertainty, isn't it? I mean, this should be a nailed-down team now. It should should look kind of like the All Blacks. You know who's going to play, and if anyone else is coming in, you know that they're just experimenting. The whole thing now feels like an experiment. Think a year before the last World Cup. That's exactly where England were. One player got (laughs) injured. You knew, you could say, 
without even looking at the team sheet, I know who's next cab off the rank in that position. And that, that mm. was a fault of Lancaster's, that he, he was almost too rigid and regimented and had his boys and stuck with them. With the with the exception of the uh, well, I was going to say I was going to say I quite like I quite liked that about Stuart Lancaster, and it all went wrong when when he changed that blueprint yeah. for Sam Burgess. For Burgess, yeah. and yeah. the other and, it, and it's, that's very all black in its yeah in its way. I mean, he sort of had some promises, didn't he, Stuart Lancaster? Where he wanted everyone to have fifty caps, basically. Like that to him was like the prime number, the prime number for caps. Yeah, because it correlated with winning teams. But it seemed just to be like he got the outcome. Without actually anything, uh, you know, there wasn't any real thought behind it. He just wanted that target, and that's why he went horribly wrong. And it kind of feels like this is almost what they're doing again. I mean, they're sticking with certain people. This is just chaos, like organised chaos. Oh, well, actually, no, it doesn't yeah. feel like that because some of them they're sticking with. Jordan Oliver Failer's in. He's in yeah. the squad. Yeah. He's in the England squad. No, he's uh, he's probably fourth choice winger at uh, Leicester Tigers. I mean, what <laughs> must um, Ollie Woodburn think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is what but, I don't understand. Admittedly, what? admittedly injured Ollie Woodburn, but yeah. he has been in brilliant form for uh, two years. What about I, I want to say Seb uh, Seb Jewel, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about Seb Jewel? What about Seb, Seb Jewel? This is outrage. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Saracens winger, electric Lewington, Lewington. Alex Lewington. Lewington. I mean, that to me is a more natural selection for England than, than Jordan Oluwafella. Yeah. Good, promising as he is, but it's yeah. anyway. This is this is the the mind uh, of Eddie, and he. One thing I will say, say about Eddie Jones before we move on this is he is an exceptional idea of talent early doors. So like Smith was basically uncovered by him at Brighton College, and then yeah, obviously he's a great player anyway. Great, so that, that that's why there's under twenty Saxons, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then the yeah, first yeah. team. That's why there's a Premiership League, which he quite he talks about form and stuff, but then generally tends to ignore what what goes on in the Premiership. <laughs> yep, seems uh, to, yeah. And do you know the other one uh, as well, always sticks with me, is he gave Matt Gitto his international debut yeah, before yeah. a club debut. So he does have amazing yeah. uh, scouting and ID ability. Do, do you know who else won't be taking the Premiership uh, that seriously uh, this year, next year, Tim? Go on. John Mitchell. When we go into any of the games, <laughs> but he can watch it on telly. Oh, he can watch it on right. telly. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Even though Eddie Jones said uh, when in defending the Cipriani decision, there's things I've been to. Th- all, I've been to all three Gloucester games, and there's things you don't see on the telly. Right, but so there's lots. There's, so according to by Eddie Jones's own logic, there's lots yeah. that John Mitchell, his defense coach, won't, won't be seeing. Won't be seeing. So just one last thing on the training squad before we briefly talk about um, Mitchell is. This is a training squad. This is not the squad for yes, the Autumn International. Yes, you're quite right, Phil. Things mm. will, I assume things will tra- change. But, again, that doesn't really seem to make sense because you want the contractual stability, you want the players playing, training together in the teams, the systems. Yeah, this, this gonna... logic, you hear a lot of people, we've had some people tweeting us at Rugby Podcast um, saying, and this is a very football th- thing way to think. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. Uh, is oh we know we know what all the established players can do. This training the squad, kids. this training squad should be about bringing in the people we don't know about, and that's who should play in the autumn internationals. No, 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 no. We're a year out from World Cup. Yeah. Win every game. Make a statement. <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean, I guess there is a I, sort I, I'm, of hundred percent with that. You've got to win every game. England need England need some momentum with wins. <laughs> but going they're forward. not. They're not going to get any momentum, right? We've got our folded piece of paper down down there <laughs> with the names of the next England coach. I know. <laughs> I know the next England coach, right? It's no one that you expect. I know his name. 
right? And that is the guy who will be taking England. Probably to, it's the Six Nations. I was dimes anyway. Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be no, no, stop. John Mitchell. John Mitchell. Then England have got a new defence coach. Yes, a, a really amazing CV. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, Just, a, it's an astonishing CV. It's a striking CV. <laughs> yes, unbelievable. Some might say. <laughs> uh, um, what, what, what did you make of this appointment? Go on, JB. You're you're itching. Go on. I, do you know? I, I don't really, I don't really understand it. I mean, I don't know what John Mitchell does well, um, other than continually move jobs. He does that uh, mm. relatively well. Um, is it not more of the same for? for, for uh, uh, Freddie Jones like isn't John Mitchell just a different version of Eddie Jones well that's something interesting so he is his CV is more like Eddie Jones yeah than anyone else's um, he is actually in, t- in terms of his CV is quite different to someone like Gustard yeah who's left the role because he, he's done so Gustard has done the specific roles previously mm-hmm. and obviously now gone to Quinn's to do the overarching role whereas Mitchell has done specific roles for a bit he's done overarching roles for a bit he's done more specific roles for a bit he's done club overarching he's done national overarching defence has never been one of the specifics yeah defence has never he's done forwards he's done assistant coaching roles I'm going to throw this out there but what a contrast between those two men because uh, Gustard is a very thoughtful chap you know he's quite quite a modern coach he's all you know um all the game changers stuff, all the culture stuff. You know, he is more of a, you know, more like in your Stuart Lancaster mould, say, than your Eddie yeah. Jones mould, or your Stephen Diamond mould, or yeah. who, Steve, Stephen Diamond, Steve <laughs> Stephen. Diamond. Um, <laughs> you know, John Mitchell is as old school as they possibly get. Which is like, a, a bit like Eddie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I, can you see those two working together, getting on particularly well? Uh, I just don't, I don't I, think it's a good appointment. So, I don't know. Because I don't know what they're like, but yeah, it does strike me as a strange enough. An I, interesting. I have heard lots of stuff about him because, of course, he's got a, a long history at Sale. Well, well, he's got a long history everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, he's got. A well, it, well, he, had a, he had a he had a relative he had a relatively long history at Sale, three years, and then he had a very very short very history brief. at Sale. Yes, about six weeks. And then went back to university. Would he go back to coach university or something? Uh, university of Kulu. Uh, KwaZulu Natal. Yeah, his his family are in South Africa, so that that's yeah. And any anyway, yeah. go on. What, what what did you glean? Well, just basically, look. This is I, this is a bit like telling tales out of school, but just basically old school bully type coach. I mean, that's that that's pretty much the unanimous but opinion. By your logic, all he needs to do is say line speed, guys, line speed. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I could take up this job. I mean, if I was just <laughs> rousing enough, I I would give it right. I would give this job to maybe the best stage actor you could find. <laughs> and I would get him to just talk about line speed and passion and... Wolves. Play, yeah, wolves. Play a bit of... Um, oh, I can't remember. I, imagine... Was it Terry... Play Jerusalem and, and, and talk about line speed <laughs> and collisions. Was it Terry Nutkin that was the, um, <laughs> was the guy on... Uh, the Really Wild the Show. The Really Wild Show. Someone like that who's got a good insight into animals and has people <laughs> yeah. like... Attenborough. His one yeah. final... Come on, his one big job. It's someone who can easily get hold of animals. Uh, that's critical. But also you need some dramatic sort of... So, uh, <laughs> I think Terry Nutkin is, is Yeah, the, is, the, the, the Amdram version of Terry Nutkin would be yes. perfect. But if, if he could do, in his character role, 
so he needs an accent in either like Australia, New Zealand, or a very broad rugby league oh. nor- northern, oh, yeah, broad northern accent. Yes, that would be yeah, you, yeah, hundred percent. Um, have you ever seen the video of it's Russell Crowe reading a book to the Rabbitohs? Oh, uh, yes. So when he first took over, he yes. made some history, didn't he? he like, yeah. He put his book together. And he'd open it up, and he'd bl- I mean, it's a brand new book, but he put dust in it on purpose <laughs> to blow the dust away before he read Ru- it. Rusty Crow, <laughs> the Rebidos. Yeah, no, I do remember that. He would be a great defence yeah, coach. Get Russell, yeah, get Russell Crowe as defence oh. coach for England. And he knows his stuff. Line, no- line speed. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that should be uh, England's next... Um, Defence coach Russell Krill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what one other brief discussion then we can, we, we can have? Um, we're, <coughs> we're a week on from Spencer Gate. Yes. So it just just briefly, I want to check in with how you feel. He got a four week ban, whereas George Smith got a no week ban, and the red card rescinded. Um, how how are we feeling about this whole situation? A week on. Uh, I mean, I'm so bored of talking about concussion, uh, but I'm still pretty uncomfortable. I mean, do you want me to talk about concussion or the, or the ban? Well, I, th- I think just a Let's week on because the there was a lot yeah. of. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll start and then you can you can go off there. So my my sort of thought about the whole area is, I got a little, I got quite frustrated with <sighs> social media was at its worst slash best slash best yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't like how the players were just sort of were kind of disregarded. Their opinion was totally disregarded. Yes. I think they need to be regarded as a stakeholder in this. Correct. I do also feel that their job, what they do, is just being brave and being warrior-like, and actually protecting them from themselves to a degree as part of yeah. it. But I just, I, I just sort of think the whole thing needs to simmer. The people that were, you know. Um, tweeting at like some people like proper rugby accounts tweeting Ellis Genge saying oh so you're okay with you're okay no, with brain injury oh, then aren't you this. Yeah. I, so this is right this is where they lose me so I I think I could be persuaded on both sides I can, yeah. I can be persuaded to most arguments actually if you give me a good set of facts but then when the hyperbole com- comes out you lose me completely so, so Ellis Genge says oh I, I, the, the game's changed I don't like it what Some you like this, Alzheimer's? Oh, you, yeah, exactly. What you, you like? You like enforcing dementia on all of your t- all of the people you play rugby with? You, no, you're no, pro no. dementia now, are you? Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. So yeah. easy, easy. But yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, go on. I don't think the game is gonna. Uh, there's a strong possibility, actually, uh, the game is not going to survive these exchanges with with concussion and the experts, and almost the last people that we need looking at this is actually experts. I know it sounds perverse. That's the way that this is heading now. So all of a sudden, the language is about manageable risk. And no sane person can say, no, we don't want to manage the risk. I mean, that, you know, that's, of course, what, you know, what we want to do. But once you start to manage the risk and you accept that there, that there is a risk, then someone somewhere has then got to come up with an idea of what managed or acceptable risk really is. And there, therein lies the danger. Because that bar is never going to go higher, is it? That bar is going to... Sorry, it's never going to be lower. It's going to be higher and higher and higher. So my problem isn't with the professional game. That will last forever and forever and a day. There's too much money, so on and so forth. My real problem is with the amateur game, the, the grassroots game where I am, because no one has really 
paid any attention to what the majority of rugby players think or the majority of rugby coaches. Who's going to be in charge? Am I going to be in charge of doing neurological exams to amateur rugby players and clearing them to play or take them off? Do you know what? For that reason, that's why I'm I'm almost actually coming round to the idea of maybe the armpit height is just because at least that makes something simple. Yeah. Because because the the one thing that I do think about this when I've reflected on it is... The laws haven't changed for it, for as much as everyone says, "Oh, the, the the laws have shifted. The laws have changed." No, no, the laws have always been the same. You've never been able to hit anyone hit, in the head. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. the interpretation of the laws has changed, and also the the punishment and the sanctions yes. are changing as well. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm doing you know what I'm just worried about people who are coaching or people who are responsible for players on, on a weekend now having this rather large responsibility of being head injury experts and people say oh you're crazy but i can't see it going any other way i mean you're gonna first of all the rfu are gonna come up with some sort of nonsense uh you know evening course i don't know what it'd be nutters or something like uh, <laughs> well, uh like that which would be like concussion aware. In fact, the, i really hope they don't call <laughs> in fact, the, level two nutters yeah i mean they've, prob- they've probably got one in fact just look up rfu concussion i bet they've already got some crazily named course Right, so you're going to do that, and then once you've done that, are you then going to have to rigidly abide by what they say? And if you don't abide by what they say by accident, are you then you are, the, are you then liable for you know this sort of thing? CAC. Uh, and what about CAC? Concussion you know, awareness course. Oh, hang on, here we go. They they have one. They have one. Oh, what? It's not nutters. <laughs> it's, it's called head case. Of course it is. <laughs> oh no! Of course it's called head case. What else could it be called? <laughs> Right, yeah. The RFU's Concussion Awareness pro- pro- Programme, Headcase, yeah. <laughs> aims uh, to increase the understanding and provide information on concussion and other related topics, uh, uh, including how to prevent and manage sus- suspected concussions. Uh, yeah, what? I don't so, want to know that. I don't want to, I mean, I should know it, I get it, but I don't want that responsibility. So I think I think in, um, so just just uh, my yeah. final point on this, um, before because we, there's lots to talk about, so we should move on, um, but I think... Ben K did a demo in before the Friday night game. I forget what the game was. Oh yeah, what was, what yeah. Was the game Exeter, uh, Exeter, Exeter Newcastle, Newcastle. Newcastle. Uh, to to try and be, be, and basically when I was watching it, I, I was the conclusion I came to as I was watching it is, do you know what the George Smith tackle that he got a red card rescinded for was more dangerous, more reckless, more out mm. of control, if you like, or more, more the one that's actually where potential bad outcomes are going to happen. Um, that might cause concussion, that was far more dangerous than the Will Spencer tackle, which was just that tiny thin margin where Tommy Taylor is a couple of inches higher and it, and it's play on. So I, I don't, that, that's all I would say. The application of the law is confused. There's incidents that happen through every game, as I said last week. I, I, I'd rather uh, Ben Kay... Have three con- uh, three three players. One of them's concussed, and he's got to identify the concussed one, <laughs> and then give him a return to play protocol. <laughs> that, that that'd be demonstrated because I actually thought the demonstration he gave was rather contrived. What you mean from a point of view? What? Yeah, like you know, why we you can't tackle lower, or you can tackle lower, but if you do tackle lower, this is how the defences are going to have to change. Mm, well, it made me think because I, I was I was watching it, um, kind of thinking, hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. Anyway, just, just on the whole thing to yeah. wrap this up. Um, so, four week ban, which, from what I've read, they've applied whether whether you like 
that or not. You, they've applied the law, the laws as they're written. Um, the bit that then, which everyone has pointed out on social media, that then kind of <sighs> confuses the whole process is um, you've then across the channel got Bastaro getting yeah. one week further, a five-week ban for a deliberate swinging forearm smash to someone who's face down on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is bad. Uh, which is very bad. and That's actually assault, I'd say. Yeah, and that compared to... So, uh, Bastero, in my opinion, should have had a ban twice as long as Ashton. So you've got three offences there that have received similar uh, similar bans, and one is way worse, two or three times worse than the other two. Spencer shouldn't have been banned for, for shouldn't have been banned. I, I don't think. And there's been a lot of people talking about, and I think they do it in uh, is there a Gaelic foot, Gaelic football. Um, the, effectively, like some people have dubbed it, the orange card, the 10 minutes in bin and then you must be replaced you can't return to the field and that seems to be getting a bit of momentum so yeah. so it's like the uh, you know it's like the so that that's the checkers proposal at the minute <laughs> we'll see how that one goes with the yeah. authorities um, so just when we're moving on something yeah. that we mentioned uh, a couple of things in our previous uh, little segment we mentioned Sunbird some Burgess and uh, well, the Raptors. Is he like the most mentioned player <laughs> for a rugby union pod on a rugby, of C- any player? Certainly mentions compared to rugby union games. Yeah, yeah. must be right up Which there. Which is, I mean, basically, even when he played the game, the, the commentary of any match that he was involved in was like, um, you know, you could have had a try like George Ford scoring today, jinking through. Um, George Ford, fantastic support. George, George, yeah. look, George at the support Ford, look at the support from Burgess. Burgess <laughs> on his shoulder. Burgess all the way on his shoulder until Ford dots down. Uh, <laughs> and all the attention was on. Uh, all the attention was on Burgess. Yeah. perfect. And Burgess is <laughs> hugging him now. Yeah. He's hugging. What a hug! Hugging unknown, what a hug. unknown try scorer. He's being hug, hugged by Sam Burgess. Really opened <laughs> up the space. <clears throat> that first game. When he was warming up, was it against Quinns? Hey, d- he w- warmed up. They filmed him warming up for sixty minutes. <laughs> he came on and played twenty, uh, two carries, something like yeah. that. Um, don't forget his first try assist for the Saxons. That, that was magnificent. Um, he need the ball into the hands of Ollie Devoto. I do believe. <laughs> Mate, I remember how excited you were. You had a Sam. You got a Sam Burgess got vest Sam, we had Sam, sent to you by Canterbury. We had a Sam Burgess so countdown. Excited. We did. <laughs> like the post Sam. Was it pre Sam Burgess and post Sam Burgess? Yeah. Do you know what? If you are totally bored and got nothing else to do, actually, I might do this. I might listen to a pod from the pre Burgess period. Well, I, I we were anything, so excited about it. Pre Burgess, I don't think we even did a podcast. I mean, it was like. I mean, there was rugby, but it was barren in comparison yeah. to post-Burgess. It's just grey and dark. Yeah. Dull, but then post-Burgess came alive. Uh, yeah, he's been uh, caught up in uh, some alleg- allegations. Allegations that... So there's been an investigation, and he, the NRL and the Rabbitohs have both made a statement that uh, no one has broken any of their rules. So, <laughs> By the way, what rules may these be? <laughs> well, do they have specific rules about... Sexting, codified play, players. I, I, I yeah. Presumably, if you're single, it's fine. If you're married, are they going to write rules about that? I mean, well, so the the details and the, from what I've read, the details are still a little bit unclear. But a woman, a 23 year old woman, was receiving <laughs> unsolicited pictures of naked Rabbitohs players. Okay, I, I don't know who who's these are, and I think it was multiple players from a social media account that is in Sam Burgess's name. Okay, and but 
I don't think, from what I've what read... What's this? I don't think Sam himself has necessarily been involved in this. Right, okay, or, before we continue, did I dream this? Or did we have a discussion about... Jules, naked? No. <laughs> no, dual social media accounts. Oh, no, it was on a WhatsApp group. Oh, what, couples who share what, uh, who share... No. Yeah. Uh, the, what the, the Fianga, is this? The Fianga boys. No, I was thinking about uh, a social media account that players have for their, like, their, you know, their normal stuff, and then a social media account that they have to send, like, oh, right. direct, direct, direct messages and stuff. Did, did I dream that we spoke about that, or...? You've not spoke about it with me. Forget it. Forget it. I'm not going <laughs> to okay. go, go down that rabbit okay. hole. Okay. Well, all I'll say is to Sam Burgess, it, you know, if it's all getting too much, it's not too late. One year from a World Cup, let's make this happen. Come <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> that is the last thing that England rugby needs. Talking about confusion but and inconsistency. A- Sam Burgess do not get anywhere near I mean, the England ha- team. If it hadn't already been tried, okay... Eddie is exactly the kind of he's done with Brad Shields. You know, anyone who's remotely qualified to play, he's going to bring in. If it hadn't been done before, it would be 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 spoken about right now. Yeah, you're probably right. He would be the, he would be the answer. And if uh, if Sam Tompkins' form hadn't fallen off a cliff, yep, the last couple of years, mm. he would have been spoken about. Right, I've I've got another one. Right, you know the Nick Kennedy. Yeah, members an author. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I've added to that Johnny May. Mum taught, taught Ed Sheeran. Oh, guitar. Oh, guitar. Yep. And then was there, was, there, was there another one? Yeah, there was recently. I can't remember. Yeah, Someone's dad at Harlequins. I can't remember who, who uh, was it. Noel's dad's a fisherman. Noel's dad's a fisherman, of course. Yeah. And uh, uh, the eight who used to play at Lenarish and probably still does, and Gloucester. Narraway. Narraway. Luke Narraway. His dad's, dad's a butcher. butcher. Yeah. Well, Billy Twelve Trees. Oh, so I know. Yes. I think. Go on. Well, uh, I, I think I know the story. Well, yeah. So. This would be an example of nominative determinism. Oh, in into this. So Billy Twelve Trees' dad is. Don't know. Nominative determinism is like where a name dictates what you do. Ah, okay. Um, I see. The problem is, Tim. I I kind of know the twist here, which is it's not his name, is it? Correct. Yeah. So, sorry about this. Billy yeah. Twelve Trees. Billy Twelve Trees. Dad. Is a tree surgeon. Correct. Brilliant. Amazing. And yes, took his wife's wife's name, presumably because it was like he, he spied a great marketing opportunity for his well, business. I think she was the last of the 12 trees. So it was to keep the name going. And also he saw a, a smart business move. Yeah. Clever. Very, very yeah. clever. Oh, he won serious brownie points. Oh, yeah, it's totally for the... Just just totally <laughs> sacrificing it for, the, for the love. It's also a bloody cool name. <laughs> it is. It is a cool name. It is. Um, any th- no, I think we're all covered up. Oh yeah, no, no one, one final thing. Um, Manu Tuolangi might have broken. We don't know to what extent. I hope not. Yeah, so he's pulled out of the England squad. But it, from what I read, it would just said with an injury. I've not. I don't yeah. think I've, I've read uh, what it actually is. Now on Manu Tuolangi, if I said to you, Ellis Genge got Manu into something. Uh, uh, mobility scooters. Yeah, racing. Mo- exactly. Mobility scooters might be top of the list. Hmm. Um, what else do we know about Ellis Genge? Naked cooking. <laughs> There's lots of things we know Ellis Genge likes or gets involved in, but that, that we was another possibly tweet. couldn't possibly talk about it hmm. on a, a podcast like this. Uh, but no, Ellis Genge got Manitou Lang into snooker. Did he? So I I saw. Oh months ago 
there was Tulagi, Genj, I think Vianu, and maybe Brian Tulagi yeah. were at the Crucible, the Crucible in yeah. Sheffield. Well, boys, I don't want to be a one-upper. I'm going to be a, a, be a one-upper. <laughs> you played snooker with Manu Tulagi? <laughs> no, not quite, but that would be <laughs> That would be enough. a hell of a one-upper. Uh, so, first question is, why could I not talk to Tom Wood on, we- on Wednesday? So I was meant to interview Tom Wood on Wednesday. Why could I not interview Tom Wood? What was he doing? Oh, him, not you. No, no, him. He was attending an open university so close. lecture. So close. Getting his hair cut. Nope. He has just enrolled on a welding course, right? Awesome. Yeah. So Tom Wood, hunter, um, uh, <clears throat> bow, uh, bow hunter, knife hunter, uh, woodworker, everything else, is now learning to weld. But he's not learning to weld on his own. He's taking like half the Northampton team on a night welding course. So it's um, the full fullback uh, t- Tuala. I think uh, Ma- uh, Marfu's going. There's like there's, there's literally about twelve of them. Imagine going to that welding course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I actually I really fancy doing a yeah. welding course. Do you? I fancy yeah. doing a welding course with. With Tom Wood. Tom well, Wood. I mean, imagine if you're going in there, you know, because it's your living because you want to become a welder, and there's you know, 12 rugby players who are doing yeah. it as a hobby, like horse, ho- uh, horse play with torches. <laughs> Is there, what, what could make that Tom Wood, after rugby training, going to do a welding course, what could make that more alpha male? <laughs> it's pretty tough. Tom Wood is the most alpha man that you'll ever, ever. He's also a black belt in karate and jiu-jitsu. You're going to roll with him? I, I think he might murder me. <laughs> I think he might murder me. Well. I'd take him, actually. <laughs> so there's been plenty of rugby played this weekend, um, and it looked like it was going to be a, a bit of a washout with the weather. We had a pretty phenomenal Sunday. I don't know where you want to start with this whole thing. <sighs> so I've I've seen some of the highlights. I've not seen any live games. So you boys are going to have to fill me in on the action. Happy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so... Where shall we start? Oh, Saracens are amazing. Oh, they really uh, I, are. I don't know if you've don't know if you've heard this, but they are really good at rugby. So Gloucester had a couple of injuries in the back row, did they? Yeah, in the Ludlow first half, but but that 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 That's, doesn't yeah. that had nothing to do with this. Was a dominant performance. This was a statement. The, the, so one of the things that there was a really strong wind, mm. which Gloucester chose to play into in the first half. Second half. You didn't. You wouldn't have even known that there was a wind because Saracens was so dominant and so tactically astute. Mm. And yeah, it was. I mean, Johan Ackerman was really honest in what he said after the game. Just said we were, we, we're, because uh, before the game he'd said this is the big test of where we are in terms of the top four. And after the, after the game he said we're a long way away. Yeah, it was almost. We, as... Yeah, we did call it. We said this and a couple of other games are bellwethers for the. The progression through the season, yeah, and we've le- we have learned a bit more about Gloucester. Maybe, yes. maybe we do have to wait for next year. Maybe it is next year. I think they've got some players. I mean, Creel, Moster, <clears throat> they'll make a difference. But they got dominated. The the, the Saracens' defence, the collision area, they were ma- they were absolutely massive. The fact that Saracens so dominantly beat Gloucester and came off saying really disappointed with the last fifteen minutes. Do you know conceding two tries in the last 15 This minutes. sounds strange for a team with Danny Cipriani in it, but they did feel a little bit... Um, I, I felt like I knew exactly how Gloucester were going to play and exactly what the team were, gonna, were, gonna, were go, going to look like. And if I think that, 
when I'm watching them play, surely Saracens will be thinking exactly the same thing. So they were very, very, you won't believe this, their line speed was spot on. Right? <laughs> uh, but it just looked like they knew exactly what Gloucester were going to do and they already had the plan for it pre-game. Mm. Saracens are just so... What I have always find amazing about them is they're... And they showed it again today. They are so powerful, ferocious, relentless, but so intelligent. The decisions they make, when to go into a ruck, when not to, mm-hmm. they they are so smart and streetwise. It's really re- re- real yeah. intelligence. And that do that opening try that they scored. I think it was a turnover, wasn't it? And then yeah. it was like a double wedge kind of move. But just the fact that they just did it, you know, <laughs> it turned it over straight straight away. Knew exactly what to do. It's such a well oiled organised machine I mean, it's almost a cliche now it's almost boring talking about how good they are I'd, but they are I did see a couple of things saying they were, so uh, it's criticism saying that they were cynically lying on the wrong side taking the extra few seconds to to slow the ball down good it's their job which is yeah which <laughs> if if the referee is letting you get away with it keep doing it yeah it, exactly it's, right. it's something that the all blacks do Astonishingly well is played to the referee into the Absolutely. letters law and get get, get away, away with, with what, it. what you can yeah. legally get away with. And again, yeah. that comes back to that streetwise, yeah, that rugby yeah. intelligence, and um, that's that's to be uh, uh, commended. Not it's frustrating. Not it's very yeah. frustrating when it happens against your team yeah. and the refs not picking up. But yeah. But if the ref had picked it up, they'll the, stop. The point they'll, is that they'll stop doing it and yeah. they'll, they'll they'll find another way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I, I mean, what else do you, do you want to say other than still? I mean, Gloucester is still a good team, but we just know how good Saracens are now. Now, <laughs> why is everyone talking on Twitter about Saracens' salary cap? Is this just something that someone's made up, or is oh, they, they, I think they're just so dominant. So I tweeted just like, you know, what do you want to talk about? What questions do you want to ask? And a bunch of people said, "How do they get their? How do they get their squad?" That's in a the very, cap? very fine question. Because I would like to know as well. It's. Uh, well, what one Acad- part? Academy credits. English so talent. one one part is you grow your own players rather than yep. buy them in, yep. and they've got a massive amount of academy grown players in that, like a phenomenal amount. Let me in throw that squad. Let me throw this out there, right? Do you think they get a discount on players? Do you think that when uh, if I wanted to get Schalk Burger to Newcastle, I imagine I'd have to pay him a lot of money. But to get him to Saracens, I imagine I could pay him less money because he might pick up like a Heineken. I mean, if yeah, a Heineken Cup. We, I, we, yeah. we have spoke about this before, and I, I think one hundred percent yes. Yeah. And the the other part of that is one hundred percent yes on the medals. In twenty years' time, they're priceless to a degree. Those those memories that you yeah, make yeah. and those big games that you appear in. And secondly, is they also when you go to when you go to Saracens, you know you're not going to get smashed every week you know you're not going to be you're not going to be playing every week well, necessarily they might get smashed every week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the social side of things absolutely which is another part of it but scout burger might prolong his career by an extra year or two yeah purely because he's a saracens yeah. rather than another club pick up some medals yeah. i mean i always thought that yeah you know, if i wanted to get i'll give you another one sam warburton i always thought sam warburton should have gone to saracens for like budget price now he's done whatever he wants to do but there was no way he was going. Uh, sorry, Newcastle. I'm going to say New, uh, Newcastle again, or Northampton, or you know, one of the, one of those clubs. There's just no way. Yeah. And the other side of it as well is the the getting smashed, the social side of things, yeah. and just 
they take him off to a few times a season to like Dubai or uh, um, Oktoberfest. Just fly him straight out after a game on a Sunday night. You've got three days, lads. Go and enjoy yourself. Come back. The, and, and, we'll and, 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 and I think it's important to speak up for that, for everything off the field with Saracens yeah. because they do so much. They, they help the guys start businesses. Yeah. They um, do all of that preparation for post-game better than, as far as I can tell, they do it better than anyone. Um, and, and the players love it. And ho- However they do it, and I don't know, and I'd, I'd love to spend time and understand how they did it, but however they do it, the, the players seem to love being there. And there's little touches that you just see on the superficial surface that give you a hint. Like, um, I'll tell you what they do. I don't know where I've heard this. Do they not have a crash for players like before the game or something? Not for players, for their kids and and, and the players. Yeah, that may may well be the case. Yeah. One thing I noticed today that I'd not noticed before, which again is only a very very superficial thing, but but just highlights the the deeper broader thing is, um, you know how Bath start were the first ones to start it, and some clubs have uh, international flags yes. on the jersey in the in the chest between the 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 crest and the and the manufacturer. Yeah. Just a little flag signifying they've played for their country. Um, it, this is so Saracens. They don't. But when you reach 100 or 150 or 200 appearances, you get a number 100, a number 150 or a number uh, 200. Uh, I, just, I noticed it on um, Richard Wigglesworth's yeah, shirt today. Yeah, two, yeah, but, six, six. Well, it's 266 Premiership, but he, has, he had 150 on his shirt. Jamie George, on his next game, on today's game, I imagine, would have had 200 on his shirt. It's just little nice touches where they... They just create this environment where they're, they're, I think it should be a stripe on the arm, like um, yeah, like a military rank. Yeah, I love that. That'd be really cool. That'd be very cool. Uh, yeah, they're just a, this is a very, a very, very good, good club. I, I still, there are still doubts in my mind as to how they how they get all the players in, but there's also no doubting like the quality of the operation. I mean, and also like I, I was lucky enough to interview Brendan Venter, and yeah. You know, when you listen to how he talks, Doctor, Dr. Brendan Venter, I might add, which actually is a really good comparison for something that we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, when you listen to to to, um, to 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 him speak and how he sort of builds, uh, you know, uh, builds atmospheres and uh, I hate to say it again, cultures, it is quite inspiring. And you can, you know, if if that's been passed down to to these blokes and then you know, on. On, on from there, it all does sort of stack up that you would go there for a cut price. Mm. Yeah, and if you if you are creating talent, like you obviously get the academy credits, but you get them cheaper for at least for that period of time as well. Yeah. So, now the interesting thing is when they should. Well, at some point they're going to have to get rid of some of them. Some of them have got to go. <clears throat> they can't all stay there forever. It will be interesting to see because World Cup year is always that is. It's such a focus. It's a milestone that everyone works yeah. towards, and then the landscape does change after that. Well, I'm, let's segue from Saracens to Exeter because I think there's one similarity. There was an amazing stat, um, and it was a, I think it was when when Exeter played a couple of weeks ago. There was only two men in their side who played in the Premiership final that they won two seasons ago in their starting lineup. There was maybe only one or two players that were in. Might have, was it on opening weekend? I can't remember. On so what... in the final, they had a fully, a fully Zimbabwean back back row. Yeah, so, but, but not the one just gone. I'm talking yeah, the other yeah. one, the, the one that they won in 2017. Yeah, so they started with Kai Horseman. Yeah. So, no, Waldron would have played surely. No, I'm sure they started with. 
Yeah. And you, and you, yeah, no, my, does, my, yeah. My point being, much like Saracens, you've seen, you know, Scout Brits has gone, Jamie George is now the number one, they'll bring the next one through. Um, Neil DeCock was the scrum half, then Richard Wigglesworth was coming through, now we've got Ben Spencer, Spencer coming through. Yeah. The, actually, the turnover, that they do churn, they do not churn, that's the wrong word, but they do progress the players through, in and out. And, and Exeter actually... They feel so consistent, much like Saracens, but personnel-wise, yeah. they're completely different from a couple of years ago. And that shows you how good the setup is, yeah. how good the coaching is to identify the players that will fit into the system. And it's, it's a bit of moulding the system to the players and a bit of moulding the players to the system mm. so that it doesn't matter if you swap Devoto for Witten yep. or it doesn't matter if you Simmons and Steenson. It all just seem, seamlessly works. Absolutely right. And they showed that again on Friday night. Now they they've they've dropped their first point though. So Saras- yeah. Saracens four wins, four bonus point wins. Exeter, yep. four wins, three. All the bonus wheels point are coming wins. off Exeter now. <laughs> Do you know they've kicked one hundred percent of the penalties that 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 they've taken? Really? No, no, they haven't kicked a penalty. They haven't. They kicked, kicked one. A, have they done one? <laughs> yeah. And oh no, got... no, that 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 was yeah, that was a big accolade for Newcastle. Yeah. They, uh, and and they got it, which means they've kicked a hundred percent of their penalties all season. That's <laughs> phenomenal, and they are deadly from ten meters out. Oh yeah, I love that. I love it. I love that grinding attrition. <laughs> but it's they get they get called like boring and stuff because of it. But it's so hard to do, and so I do think it's so is much boring. skill involved I, mean, I actually think it's Club, awesome clubs that are on the receiving end will say it's boring oh just, boring all you're doing is grinding pick and go pick and go pick stop and it go. yeah that's your job yeah. stop it if you think it's boring stop it yeah no I, I <laughs> love it I absolutely love it and that much like I think I'd love to know I can't I don't know what um, how many games at the end of last season Saracen got try bonus but I think they they went on an unreal run in the last six weeks of the season so I wouldn't mind betting it might be Eight games in a row, maybe Saracens have got tri-bonus yeah, points. Maybe maybe more win with tri-bonus points. On the flip side, it's now 120 points shipped by Leicester Tigers in three games. Uh, in four games. <sighs> yeah. o- over 120 points. Three tri-bonus points against in, in the first four games. They, they've conceded the most in the league. Well, yeah. by, by some distance as well. If you're going to be bad at something, be bad at defence. That, that, that's what I think, <laughs> right? Because... Some of the things which happened on that field today were just mesmeric. Uh, George, um, George Ford's try. Oh, wow. Oh, Ford and Johnny May. Yeah. Johnny oh, May amazing. For, for try. Amazing. So, at least they can play rugby. You know, uh, <laughs> Ka- Callisman came on, turned around the game. Um, <laughs> you know, so they are really, really good at certain things. Defence is rel- a relatively easy fix. <laughs> But finding another George Ford or another Kyle Eastman isn't. So I think they'll, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, but it, it, this is interesting because I was, we, I mean, we all predicted a, a very comfortable home win, mm-hmm. um, and I've only seen the, the highlights of this game, like the, the three minute, very short highlights. Um, but it does, it says quite a bit about Worcester. It mm. also does say a lot of the kind of downbeat. Um, perception that we had of the the Matt O'Connor regime that we're kind of assuming had wonderfully ended after their well a couple of decent performance once uh, Jordan Murphy got involved 
There is still going to be some issues, some legacy of that. It's not going to be all yeah. rosy for Jordan Murphy. But they can play, and that's the most oh, they, important they, they Absolutely. They, they've got some serious talent in that back line. Had Worcester lost, that would have been, from 37-11 up, that would have Ooh. been an absolute hammer blow. Yeah, it really yeah. was, not it? But it was a last-minute try that... Cause yeah. it, were, they, were they level? They level, level yeah. Ooh. That's amazing, isn't it, they got the try. After shipping all those points, I mean, it is amazing. And they really should have two wins. They should have had the one at Wasps or at home to Wasps. At home to Wasps, yeah, first game of the season. Yeah, When did Duncan Weir become a world-class fly-half? <laughs> <laughs> There's a brilliant picture, a tweet from uh, oh, Worcester. Of, oh, it's just Worcester... Yeah. When he scored his twenty-second point, the the conversion to win the game, and it's his like his try celebration, and it's his like completely stony face looking at the camera, <laughs> really celebrating their. Uh, Does anyone look at him and think uh, Toby <laughs> Booth bath coach? <laughs> <laughs> I do now. Um, th- there was a picture I saw of uh, Duncan Weir, which probably hinted at how much celebration was going on. I bet those Worcester boys were having a good night out tonight. Good for them. Um, they, uh, Duncan Weir, obviously, th- th- there'll be a time limit where the reporters and the cameras and stuff have to get their job done. So they'll have wanted to interview Duncan Weir. I think he was man of the match. So um, so he, he, he would have been going out to do his interview. But he was obviously having such a good time in the changing room that he. That there's a photograph of him being interviewed and he's in a shirt, and that's, that's, all, that's all the TV will see, but he's in his pants. Yeah, I'm about to ask you something. Have you ever interviewed someone in just a shirt and no pants? No. Oh, that's a shame. No. Have you? No. <laughs> now, I know the Twitter account, that, that's on. Who, who's is it? Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts, that's right, yeah. yeah. So the, the try scorer, was his name? Ted Hill. Ted, debut. Two try debut. And the winner away at Welford Road. That's amazing. That is yeah. a... Hell of a debut. On debut. Debut. Yeah, I think Tigers are going to get good. I think they're going to get really, really good now. With Tigers? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. They are are scoring a lot of points. (laughs) They're they're conceding conceding a lot of points. A lot. But they can fix that. That that is fixable. They've conceded 26 points more than even Sale, who are the next most. Mm. Um, Let's just talk a second about some of the individual performances, particularly from Worcester. I thought Ryan Mills was outstanding, some of the stuff he did. Uh, and Bryce Heem is such a powerful bloke. I, I didn't realise how big a unit he was till yeah. I stood next to him at the start of the season. He was, uh, yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, B- but, big, strong I mean, boy. Mills is pretty big too, to be fair. And he can. He seems, I mean, when he's fit, that's his biggest problem isn't it he's not consistently available or at least he hasn't been in the past he, he, he might be slightly better now but he can do it all he can he, he can pass he can run he can kick he's played fly half for them I think at 12 he's absolutely brilliant I'd, I'd love to see him have you know, a good consistent run there because I, I don't think he's a million miles away from an inter, from international re, international recognition at least that's standard because mm. he can do everything mm. he can play 10 and 12 Ben to come back as well um, so yeah. who 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 are the where, where do we put the pecking order of relegation contenders then? Because Bristol, Bristol chalked up a win, <clears throat> yeah, against Quinns. Bristol are going to end up on something like six wins, I would guess. No, they're on two, two out of four now. Yeah, I, th- I think if they can continue their home form, so you get big crowds, big crowds at home, and just m- make the game difficult, put pressure on your opponents. They might, they might be all right. <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah. two more rounds before Europe, <clears throat> and the the Premiership season is more than a quarter done. Yeah. Well, um, 
just going back to Bristol a second, right? They're dangerous now. And in the back of their mind... Sir Charles. They're good. You are, they've got Sir, Sir, Sir Charles to come back in. But in the back of their mind, they must be a little bit nervous, thinking like, oh, you know, it's a big step up from the championship. You know, I don't know how we're going to go. How is this group of players? What are they going to be like with, with some confidence? Because <laughs> they already play wide and expansive. Imagine if they think that they're going to actually start winning games. And they, go, they could be a seriously good team by, 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 by the end of, end of the season. So would you put them... Ahead of Worcester in the pecking order for relegation? Well, pre-season I had Bristol as 10th. 10th, okay. Who do you have going down? Uh, Worcester. Worcester, yeah. Worcester, I don't know who and I uh, it's. <clears throat> I still make Worcester favourites to go down. But Quinn's, I, I mean, for all yeah. the talk of Gustard cleaning house and turning things around... I think we've seen now it's it's a much, much bigger job than that. Yeah. So I think it could be anyone. Well, not anyone. There's, there's Sale. <laughs> there is Worcester, Bristol, Hull. Oh, wait, Hull you Wins, think Sale could go down? Northampton. I don't think they will, but I think <laughs> at the moment, I mean, the bottom of the table. So the, there are there's six teams that have only won one out of their first four games. Quinns, Leicester, Worcester, Newcastle, Northampton, and Sale. Mm. So I, it could... So you know, we don't know. You, you probably take Leicester out of that, and I, I think Newcastle and Northampton will have enough. Yeah, probably. But the others, yeah, it could be any of them. Uh, I, and stranger things have happened. I think Look the teams, the, the new team, because obviously, obviously that they're adjusting. <clears throat> what teams with new coaches are, are particularly particularly vulnerable? I, yeah. I, I, just, I, when I look at Worcester, I think amazing backline, but Pack, they're not going to. They're not going to be able to manage mm. for a whole season against the, the packs they're going to come up against. So I still, especially I, I, when the weather gets more difficult. Quins have got issues. You know Quins have got some issues. Do you know why Quins? I'm going to go with Quins for maybe my favourites go down. It's because when international time picks up, they they're not good anyway, and then they lose mm. all of their good players. So come internationals, what exactly are they going to do? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and their discipline is horrendous. Yeah, that's that. the other thing. They're shooting themselves in the foot. So, yeah, so they had three yellow cards on Benny Taps. Saturday. I mean, not not I'm because not, not because I have Harlequins in fancy rugby draft as my front row, but Joe Marley's yellow card that was harsh. That was harsh. So it's Benny Taps, I thought. Yeah, actually, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the wrong side. There was no prior warning. It didn't seem that egregious yeah. to me. But, but anyway, yeah, discipline is definitely an issue. They've got they've got some issues generally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll quickly say, talk, talk, talk about Bath. I think they're going in the right direction. Good win with what looked like a makeshift backline. Blackad has turned you around a complete yeah. 180, hasn't he? Uh, you were calling for his head not long ago. Yeah, and this is why. Because even though they lost against Bristol, I thought they looked very powerful in the first 20. And I thought if there's some sort of like upward curve here. The, the problem with Matt O'Connor is I couldn't see how he pulls this back. There was no plan in place. He was just completely rudderless. But on the other hand, Blackadder has had a plan. And his plan was to bring in the boy... Uh, is it Gervin Dempsey that he's, that he's brought in? Mm-hmm. So he's brought, in that, brought, brought him in. So if they continue with this incredibly powerful game, and that pack is pretty beefy, right? If they can impose themselves <clears throat> and steadily get better and then steadily open it up, they could be a very good team to, towards the end of the season. So even with a makeshift back line, they still manage to win. And, and, they, and they've impressive. got the kind of depth that means they can rotate players in, keep them fresh. Yeah. When everyone's fit, that is. Uh, 
Todd Black had assigned a one-year extension to his contract, mm. which is an interesting thing to happen at this stage. So mm. how many years did he have on it? I, don't, I think this was his last year. Was it? Yeah. Huh. I th- I d- in fact, I don't know. No, hang on, he, I, d- he I don't wrote... know about that. I just know he signed a one-year extension, right. so... Doesn't, do, do, yeah. doesn't matter. The point is, it's um, it's a it's a show of faith, and it's a show of one year extension confidence. is not a show of faith. That is well, no, that's no, pragmatic. No, for some at reason. this stage of the season, early days when there were question marks, and it wasn't. Yeah. It was only a few weeks ago people were calling for his head. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah. if they'd have lost that Gloucester game, I probably would have binned him. <laughs> um, in this game, so it looked the conditions looked appalling. Uh, it's obviously very low scoring. Was it two Reinach intercepts? Although well, there was the, the, the Freddie Burns intercept, and then yeah. the Reinach he throws like a three-man miss pass that gets turned over, which was ended up going to Kokonasiga to to glide in. And, and by the way, uh, if Danny Cipriani had passed the ball that Elliot Stook passed to Joe Thokonasiga <laughs> to score the try. <laughs> Yeah. We would not have heard the end of it. Yeah. No, so let's 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 mention a lock making an amazing play. <clears throat> that, yeah, that, that, that was a good pass. The difference is Danny Cipriani does it every week except for this week, <laughs> <laughs> but every other week at least. <clears throat> right, JB's beloved sale. They're not my beloved sale. I'm in neutral. Uh, <laughs> I'd also like to point out that sadly, uh, wasps wasps actually did the double on Northwest Rugby uh, this weekend. Uh, they beat Sale. And they beat Furswood Waterloo in the in the twelve twelve fifteens. Oh, in the women's. Yeah, so, so, so that's pretty rubbish. Yeah, um, yeah. The score was bad. Actually, it wasn't a bad performance by Sale. I, I actually thought that the score mm. was. I mean, like, first twenty. I was convinced they were going to win. In fact, when I rewatched the game, I was convinced they were going to win up until about six sixty minutes. But just, I mean, some of the things that didn't go their way, like the. Uh, um, What's his name? Sam Sam James uh, break and then chip and chase. For Denny Solomon Dallas, not catching oh the ball. Oh my god! You know, just you know, John O'Ross. You, you sound very neutral in the <laughs> in your reaction to these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. John O'Ross not being able to. I mean, we actually spoke about this, didn't we? Like, why? So Nathan Hughes is something very strange. He picks up the ball and goes where the opposition scrum half is. Runs to the left. He runs to the left, right? And usually, run, you run to the right. Oh, everyone in school, it's always try and get the tight head. Uh, wheeling up and then the, the num- number eight break you go right yeah, yeah. well he's like no I'm just going to run over AJ, gonna, don't a, care. Like, AJ, like AJ and Cliff uh, and it c- takes John O'Ross completely by surprise he's still pushing on the scrum as uh, you know I don't know how a number eight pick takes a blindside flanker by surprise five metres out from your own line <laughs> well, he's <played laughs> I don't really understand that yeah. yeah no I don't really get that either but it's John O'Ross he doesn't make many mistakes he's a great tackler and just wasn't, wasn't so. Over it. I'm interested in, in the sale thing. I, I'm interested in uh, Steve Diamond's comments after the game. He said, "Maybe what we're asking, as in him and the coaches, uh, what they're asking of the players is too complicated." <sighs> I thought it was quite a, quite a. Um, I, I don't know. I, th- I get the feeling maybe he meant it tongue in cheek. Yeah, but I think that that could that could be taken by 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 the players as much as anyone as. Calling us stupid or like, he, he, yeah, I'm I'm sure the sale players have been called not, not worse than that. Oh no, I'm sure, obviously, but mostly by Steve Diamond. It seemed like a strange thing to do after a loss. It's, it appears I thought that it was... could appear to be to be like saying not my fault. It's uh, the, the players aren't doing what I've told them to do. Uh, it's a, such a tricky one. 
I, mean, I don't. I don't actually think that is correct because. Sales... Oh, I, I only said it could appear like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... Well, I don't. No, sorry. For, for start, All I right. don't think what he said was correct because when I look at that game, I don't see huge mistakes in you know the systems of play and loads of drop balls or people don't know the call or you know nothing like that's really re- really occurring. They were just. Un- I felt they were just a little bit un- unlucky. More, uh, more than anything else. Uh, to, the, to the point about what the players think, I think they know what Steve Diamond's like. I don't, th- I don't think, I don't think I'll upset them. Well, I'd be interested to hear what uh, JB you think of that of the article which appeared in the Independent about Steve Diamond. Which, so if I can describe it, I don't know if you've seen this. Film. I have, I've read it. Oh, you yeah, have read it. Very... Oh, well, well, so what sort was your reaction, Phil? Uh, a lot of. So I've been in some of. Diamond's press conferences. I've rarely had the um, front row seat that you have had on many occasions, Tim, but I've seen it firsthand. <coughs> and I know the way that this is written, I know exactly what, yeah. what he's referring it, to. It's, it, it paints the picture, doesn't it? It paints yeah. the picture pretty bloody well. It does come across as like a personal attack on Steve Diamond from it's, um, Sam Peters, who wrote this, which is a bit. It comes across as a bit odd to me. Well, okay, to have that personal attack. Well, well, so, so but it, it does seem. It accurate. seems like a personal attack. But what, what he's actually doing is piecing together lots and lots of facts. <clears throat> yeah, and lots and lots of things which have happened. Yeah, uh, which I can't think off the top of my head. Things like um, suggesting players get up off their feet and carry on. Yeah, uh, despite yeah. potentially having head injury. I, I, I'm not. I think I'm, I'm describing this accurately. I want to be clear. Go and read the independent article. You see what yeah. I mean. It's so, a, so he strings together lots of facts, but in a way that creates a narrative that's far from complementary. Yeah. So I got to say, uh, the writing itself and the piece, it's compelling reading. I, mean, I actually really enjoyed reading. And finally, you know, someone is actually covering sale. And how how refreshing it is, <laughs> right? How refreshing it is to actually have someone consider a director of rugby and then write about that director of rugby in terms other than just glowing, you know, just glowing praise. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I think he's got it completely misjudged because... Uh, you know, journalists being journalists, they value certain they value certain things. I, I mean, the idea that he isn't a modern coach is completely wrong, because he's a very very modern coach. People don't give him any give him any uh, any credit for that whatsoever. If, if you watch Sale play, you don't think, oh, that's an old school team, because they're not an old school team. I mean, you can't you don't assemble a squad like that, and you're an old school team. They've got people like Mar- like Marland, your De- uh, Denny, Baron McGuigan, not. That doesn't in that in no way rings true. Reading it, it sounds a little bit like a very long and roundabout way to complain about a lack of Wi-Fi. And I, <laughs> and I wonder that did come yeah, across a little bit. Yeah, like if your Wi-Fi is so important to you, why don't you just hotspot it on your phone? You know, you're not entitled to these things. Um, I, 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 and also the idea that there's a modern way and that you know we should all bow to the altar of this modern way well we can't all be well, brendan venter the well the modern element that, that he's talking about and the old school element is in relation to things like player welfare but like the, not 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 style of play but because the list of things that they string together and again i'm not saying i agree disagree i'm just i'm oh, just sorry. sorry i'm just um just saying what what sam peters has, has written here He's, uh, for example, he says this was uh, this was the same diamond that three weeks ago implied on-field medics are now too conservative after Tom Curry was knocked unconscious. Well, he didn't imply it. He said field. it. Yeah, yeah. Tom's fine. He said. Um, 
he got a knock to the head. It's nothing serious. If you're out, and I think he was momentarily knocked out, um, that's what they have to go through. This was the same Diamond who said last, se- last who last season was hit with a six-week stadium ban for conduct prejudicial to rugby after claiming Craig Maxwell Keys made decisions up in sales defeat to Exeter. Yeah, but uh, so, what those so, two things got? What no, they no, got no, to no, do no, with no, each no. other? Those two things. Uh, but go back to the old school thing. Yeah, Sale don't do any contact during the week. I mean, if he was going to really research that, what he would say is, yes, Diamond's very demanding of his players on game day, but they've actually got the lowest injury rate in the Premiership. Didn't mention that. You know, so it isn't, it isn't a fair reflection. Now, the other thing is, there is an element of Steve Diamond which is wild, right? You, you have met him many a times. I have met him many a times. And can I say for the record, as, as a character, uh, I would not want to not have him in the game. Um, exactly. He's like a modern day Al Davis. Now, if you don't know who that is, that's the guy who, who started as Raiders coach and ended up owning the whole thing, you know, and doing it in very unorthodox um, way. Like, 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 like I said before, not everyone can be Brent, 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 Brendan Venter. He has a very particular set of skills. A, a very yeah. particular set of skills. Exactly right. I will find you. And Steve Diamond has his set, 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 set of skills too. Sometimes I think it's more of a show so everyone thinks he's an absolute, you know, uh, you know, some Mancunian hard man. When actually he looks after his people very, very well. I, I don't think that, you know, that was reported. I, I, I think it was a fun article and it was yeah. a compelling read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It but was. Uh, I don't think it even comes close to describing what Steve Diamond is actually like. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I would, I would actually agree with that. But when, when you, it's, it is quite interesting. In, in one article. If you just want like a meta article of what's all the things that Steve Diamond has done yeah. that's, that's either caused him to have a touchline ban or for some people to raise their but eyebrows, you know, it's all in one handy article right there. And so you can understand why he, he could be a divisive character. But as I've said, from my yeah. opinion, uh, I, I, he... I'll just, I'll just mention one more thing, right? And I, I, I like him as a character. Yeah, this, is, this is quite interesting. I have no idea if this is true. I'm literally making it up on, on the spot here, right? This is pure speculation. But it would not surprise me one bit if Steve Diamond worked at Sale for no salary. It, it honestly would not surprise me. He's independently wealthy, okay, because he's got a string of a string string of other businesses. He doesn't need to be in rugby. So a lot of other directors of rugby, if they didn't want to be in rugby, they well they would have no. Mate, you've, you've got you've got they would have nowhere else to full, go. You've got full <laughs> Diamond now. What, what, are, you it, ta- what right. are you talking <laughs> about, JB? Just because you work at Sale. For no salary. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying he's completely, he's completely, completely un, uh, unusual. As in, like rugby isn't his only thing. He, he's got many, many other, well, that, like, other that's interests. That's the case for lots of people. Yeah, but not many no. directors of rugby. I mean, they're so all immersed <clears throat> in, in in rugby. For the most of them, that is their only thing. I don't, yeah, th- I don't that, think you disagree that, with that. That is a, that is true from what I know. Yeah, but he's like, you know, he's got companies, board member. Yeah, and he's done it basically shareholder from as well. I'm not sure is the answer. Mm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe. Mm. There we go. The, yeah, good, 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 good article. But, yeah. not the, but not the whole story. Yes, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd love to see something equally as scathing about. I mean, there are other directors of rugby that you could really go to town on. I mean, Matt O'Connor should have had something similar written, <laughs> yeah. like written about him. There could, could have been all sorts written. Well, the, about. the rugby writers, you know. Um, it was it was you first, and then Steve Diamond. Yeah, they yeah. came for our podcasters, and then our directors of rugby. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see more stuff like that. Actually, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, other, other results? Yeah, other, other games that you saw. Um, so, not seeing any of the Pro 14. Uh I've seen the results. Yeah, it didn't. Well, we we. Well, I said I was correct in saying that Ulster's unbeaten. Uh, no, un, uh, Ulster's winning run was going to come to an end. But their unbeaten run didn't come to an their end. Their unbeaten run, an astonishing last minute try again, mm. but not to win it this time. This lad, talk to me about Sexton. Uh, don't know much about him. Who? So this young lad. He's scored gas. So yeah, he scored. Unreal what, gas. There's another Sexton. No relation. Yeah, uh, he scored a very good try in the. There must the be a relation. A, I'm not having it. The A League. Yes. Um, <coughs> yeah, phenomenal <coughs> gas to go 95 meters or whatever it was. Mm. Uh, don't know much about him other than that. No. I've seen I've seen the try, but yeah, crazy gas. Yeah. Well, my Pro 14 experience this week was. Recording the highlight show, getting ready to sit down and watch it, and then realising Benson had lost, uh, and then not watching it, because uh, well, <laughs> uh, what, uh, what would be uh, the point to Ospreys as well? Ospreys, who, after getting a hide-in last week, brought back quite a few of their big guns uh, for the Benetton, taking Benetton seriously. As, as they should do. Leinster dished it out to Edinburgh. Looked uh, very, very yeah, good. that was a very nice Leinster team. It really was. But, we talked about that. Yeah, um, the two big surprises for me: Munster losing at Cardiff Mm-mm. is a shock, that is and a shock. Southern Kings beating Glasgow. I know what Southern Kings. What? <laughs> I'll say it again. How I missed that? Where, where, where? Southern Kings beat Glasgow. Southern Kings were twenty-four nil up at half. Oh my god! Time. Southern Kings beat Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really cannot believe that. I would have because it's. It's not the strongest first team, but there's there's a lot of talented players in that that Glasgow side. Oh, it's a full Glasgow side. Uh, uh, well, Peter we, Horn is playing we, ten, not um, the boy. Uh, Stuart, Stuart Hogg's out of the Autumn Internationals. Yeah, Hogg Hogg not there, so um, Jackson, I'm, I'm Jackson reading, playing fifteen. I'm reading this team. Seymour, C- Hugh Jones, Greg Vandermeer, Nick Frisby's in at scrum half. He's, he's not far off. Full strength. So I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm seeing this result. I'm reading the team, and I'm thinking like there's obviously been a major air disaster, which I've not heard heard of, <laughs> and they've had to play some scratch team. But this isn't. This is a. I'm, I'm stunned. Yeah. Southern Kings won. 
Yeah. Hmm. So how many games was, is that they've won in total since they've joined the Pro 14? Is that game three, maybe, they've won? Something like I that. Haven't, um, I haven't seen any Premier Sports. How, how are they... How are they because uh, they're covering every game, right? Oh, I couldn't tell you. To what? To what? What? What's, what's it like? The live games? Are they? Is it good? I, I watched the highlight show, which was midweek on when uh, on Wednesday. Okay. Because um, I quite like that. Uh, do you know what? I've <laughs> is it like a full-on production? The answer is uh, this is this is this is quite quite bad. I've only watched two games on Premier Sport, and both of which. I've been extremely drunk after uh, after playing <laughs> rugby myself on on, on like a Saturday night. More interested in that chicken burger. Yeah, so I literally <laughs> couldn't tell you what the production's like. I will I will watch it properly <clears throat> at some point. And I'm assuming that Tok H lost because you haven't mentioned that. Oh yeah, that's what's good. Yeah, I played the weirdest game. So we played Oldham. Now, if you don't know Oldham, know this much. It's, Mike, Mike Ford, the Fords are from there. Yeah, it's a place where the most talented rugby, uh, rugby players in the world come from. <laughs> uh, the Fords. Carl Eastmond, just to name just just to name a few. Um, so Kevin Sinfield, Sinfield, yeah, you know, uh, it's it's got a it it's got a rich rich rugby heritage. So obviously most of it's rugby league. We're playing r- rugby union, but weird things happen when you go to rugby league towns. So we were kicking off, and then their number five would catch would catch the ball, and he basically just spiral kick it back. I was like, how does he know to do that? <laughs> <laughs> rugby league you know I, I, all these players have got there's no one in that team that can't kick a ball no he was just number five he was actually a winger oh yeah <laughs> that, 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 yeah exactly right um, <laughs> it, it's just yeah it, it, it's just a very very skillful team we lost by two points in, uh, in, in, in the end uh, but yeah um, tough game I blame the coaches tough yeah, yeah. Blame, blame the player coach or maybe the coaches were just Need to simplify it though. It was the players couldn't understand what you were doing. <laughs> we have it pretty, pretty simple at Tock Age. Yeah, no, Oldham were very, maybe, very maybe on a weekend off, I'll come down in my in my blazer and I'll come and interview, uh, do a post match interview with <laughs> yeah, JB. That'd be that amazing. Would be good fun. That, that. And, and <laughs> I can only speak in cliches. <laughs> guys need to work harder. No, we need, we need to work harder, harder, harder as a group. <laughs> Disappointing one one match at a time. Yeah, don't get ahead of yourselves. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. It, it's a tough game. I'm trying to think if there's any more rugby. The the other result I did see Montpellier absolutely smashed to lose at home. Yeah, they did. Montpellier who've been struggling like losing a, a few games, sixty odd, mm. uh, fifteen something like and that. And Claremont lost as well. Did they? I think so. Ooh. So let's move on to uh, next week's games then. <clears throat> I think. And am I right in saying again, Phil? You and I had a six out of six in the no, Premiership. No, Worcester. Oh no, Worcester. You're right. Damn you, Worcester. Worcester. I mean, well done, Worcester. Which one did I get wrong? Bristol and Worcester. No, I would have got Bristol. No, no, me and Phil said Bristol pretty sure and you I said, said Harlequins. I'm pretty sure I said Bristol. I can't remember. We're, we're, I, can't th- I can, we said, we I said, can't we think, said Bristol. I definitely said Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think back that far. Um, right. <clears throat> Before my voice completely gives up on me. See, the, ge- the genius, Bo- the genius of JB is... He knows no one can be bothered to go back and listen to old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're showering me um, with faint praise when you say like the 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 genius of the lie. But I definitely, definitely <laughs> said uh, Bristol. Um, Bordeaux beat Claremont twenty three nineteen. There nice. you go. That's Bordeaux. Joe Worsley. What right. did Leon do? <clears throat> oh, Leon lost. That's a shame. Fixtures. Yes, go for it. So Pro fourteen. Gu- yeah, Guinness Pro fourteen. 
Friday night, Cardiff host the Cheetahs. Cardiff. Which, yeah, after Cardiff's good win this weekend, give me Cardiff. And Edinburgh host JB's beloved Benetton. Edinburgh host Benetton. I think <coughs> Benetton will do them. Edinburgh. No, Edinburgh, Edinburgh at home. Edinburgh at What? Home. <laughs> okay. Then Saturday, Zebra versus Ospreys. Mm, depends it depends what Osprey's team they put out. Oh, it depends what Zebra team shows shows up. True. Mind you, Zebra lost to Dragons, didn't they? they did. Now, I wonder if they'll be flying back or if they'll spend the week in Wales. Mm. A lot of travel, that. Or is it? Not is it really. Ospreys, it's a two-hour oh. flight. I don't even know where uh, Zebra are based. Where are they based? Italy. Yeah, generically. <laughs> generically. Any, any Italian airport will do. Somewhere in Italy. Uh, oh, you've yeah, not mentioned yeah. uh, London Scottish off uh, off, uh, off the mark, 27-24. You should have a look at their second halves. They are unreal in are the they? second half. They've they've been, in every game this season, they've been adrift at half-time and, and stormed back in the second half. Does, got a win. Is that uh, attributable to fitness, improved fitness, or is it... Well, I think it's probably attributable slow. to in- incredible half-time team talks. Yeah, it yeah. must be, mustn't it? Just uh, changing things around, got a yeah. whiteboard out. Yeah, exactly. This is what you need to do, boys. Any given Sunday stuff. Um... <laughs> So no, so anyway, anyway. Oh no! I tell you what, I haven't mentioned. And bearing in mind, as I as I say this to you, you've got this far, so you you clearly you know are well in with the pod, and we very much appreciate that. But it's two twenty a.m. right now. So <laughs> we, in fact, we need to get this done. Yeah. It's two twenty a.m. This is how committed we are to doing the podcast. So, how committed are you? Are you how committed are you to personal grooming? That's oh, the question yes. I want to know. That's a great question. Because if you are committed to personal grooming, as you should be, as any was any gentleman or woman should be, um, mm-hmm. personal grooming is important, and we've got the perfect deal for you. Cornerstone, you've heard us talking about it. It's German precision-engineered precision razors delivered to you in a Cornerstone presentation box. No more going to the supermarket or being caught short. You get amazing razors delivered to you and because you listen to us you get to try this with no obligation we think you'll love it for just four quid four quid for six razors and your own engraved aluminium weighty shaft get online cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 check out there you go perfect right premiership uh, there's a couple more oh, games yeah. to run through. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, so, do you want me to do it? Uh, Leinster are going to beat Connacht. Uh, Scots are going to beat Kings. Munster are going to beat uh, Ulster. And no. Glasgow are going to beat Dragons. Shall we move on? Ulster to continue the unbeaten season. Of course, they've not lost, have they? Although, I don't think they, they are going to. I think I think the wheels are going to come off. Hey, Munster weren't, weren't very good this weekend. Yeah. Got hammered. They, they will correct that. They will, right. They will definitely correct that. Okay. Right. Prem. You got them, Jay? Do you want me to do it? I'll do them. Uh, Newcastle Wasps. Hmm. This is interesting. At Newcastle. By the way, two Friday night games back to back at Newcastle. Yeah. Isn't that the like third of the season? Third televised game of the third season. Third televised game for Newcastle. Bloody hell. You make, you make top four, you get um, well, more been TV. two games at sale as well. Has it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to go for Newcastle. I <clears> think <throat> Newcastle, oh, they were so ferocious, those guys. And they stuck with Exeter for an hour well yeah they did didn't they they played yeah. really well I think they played well I t- oh Johnny you didn't, you didn't even mention Johnny Williams yet yeah 
and they re- they rested up a few players as well. I don't. I think they they. I think they've identified again with the Europe. They're now in the Champions Cup. They've got to rotate their players in and out. So Gonover was was out. Sonotti Sonotti was out. Rad, uh, Radram was out, and they could be brought in two new wingers. Yeah, who who is that boy? Kibarigi. Kibarigi can play. Yeah, he can play. So I, I think I, I I fancy Newcastle. Yeah, I think Newcastle do a win. I mean, they're playing well. They've come up against. Have they played Exeter? Who, who did have, last week? That was tough. Oh, they had Saracens at home. Saracens and Exeter at home. They've had. <sighs> yeah, yeah, tough. Uh, and now they've got Wasps at home. Yeah, I think they can beat Wasps. I think they can. Uh, Wasps got a win on the road at the weekend, and they they very rarely have done. Well, they haven't done that in a long time. They've last, never never won at the AJ Bell Stadium. Yeah, last time Wasps beat Sale away, who was the captain? Uh, Lawrence Delalio. Bit more modern than that. Um, Haskell. Nope. Was it? Who were the other captains? Mazzy. No. Andrea Mazzi. Yeah. Ooh, no. Southwell? No. Is Southwell a captain? I don't know. He's been probably captain games. Uh, I tell you what, one of the greats Bet- never Bet- was. Betson. One of the, oh, Reese. Tom, Tom Reese. Tom Reese is captain. Reece. Yeah. Wow. Last time they beat Sale away. <sighs> I can so. remember one game where uh, Sale were absolutely were furious that Wasps said they didn't want to play the game and before the game had even been called off officially there were pizzas being delivered to the to the bus I remember seeing that outside Edgeley Park I mean the game was never going to go on it was a total washout but before it had officially been called off it was always going to be called off before it had officially been called off pizzas were being delivered to the, to the bus for the journey home so I'm not going to name the title prop I know we've told, told the story many many a time oh yeah many many oh, a time oh we know this one yeah. but um, a certain very very important prop wasn't able to play for a certain team that one of us has played for. So they decided to flood the flood the pitch on a frozen night to make sure that they couldn't play <laughs> the day after. Outrageous behaviour. And that may or may have not uh, consequentially caused a team to get relegated. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, which one? I'll tell you all. I, I, I couldn't. I don't, can't remember which teams we're talking about now. <laughs> yeah, but, I can't remember which team. Yeah. No, or which prop. Oh yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's it's interesting that you that you wouldn't be able to remember. It can't be Phil then, because Phil only played for one side, so um, that would be easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would M- be very. Must simple. be one of my many sides. I can't remember Maybe. which side it was. Anyway, um, let's move on. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> so, uh, I, so JB and I are going for Newcastle, and you're <sighs> give me wasps. Wasps. Yeah. Newcastle. Wasps, wasps on an artificial service could be yeah, uh, could be pretty tasty. And Newcastle. Struggling with a bit of momentum at the moment. Yes, they are. <clears throat> then Saturday, so, so Bristol ho- Bristol at home to Northampton. Bristol going to win this. I th- I'm with you. Bristol will win that. It's just I can't I can't see them not <clears throat> winning it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Bristol. That's fa- yeah. That's- Northampton are. So close, they are. they are close. It's going to click at some point. I mean, Dan Bigger missing a kick. I know it's just unheard of. So it's particularly a big, high pressure kick. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think Northampton are not bad, but they're going to lose this one. Mm. Wow, Phil, Bristol. Yeah, watching Bristol is weird 
because they run in front. They seem to do a lot of sideways, sideways running, and the opposition seems so spread out. It it, it it all seems to unfold in front of them and confuse whoever 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 that they're playing and themselves. I think they confuse yeah. themselves. That's, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. What's next, Phil? Exeter, Worcester, Exeter. Okay. Now this this is back good. down to earth. Back down to earth yeah. for Worcester. Exeter five points. Oh, there's going to be a big score here. It's going to be a big score. There, there was eleven tries in that Leicester Worcester game. Was there? Yeah. Well, if you okay, so this is going to be a big score. Gloucester Harlequins. <laughs> Someone is going to get a hiding, and I don't think it's going to be Gloucester. Yeah, I think. Harlequins, they played well in that first game against Sale, wasn't it? Yes, it was. After that, they've not looked particularly good. So four weeks in, I think now's when sides that have big squads will start to look ahead to European matches Mm. in three weekends' time and start thinking about changing in. So I think for Exeter, it's a good weekend for them to... Not wanting to disrespect Worcester... But it's a it's a good weekend for them to manage their squad. And they've got a squad, huge squad as well, which could be interesting for fa- for fantasy rugby draft pickups. Yeah, mm-hmm. might be some speculative uh, free trade pickups going on yeah. there. Why, why don't you sign up to all the um, Why don't you sign up to all the press emails, Tim, and then you can get the embargoed teams before everyone else? Just saying, you know, it's an idea. Do they do those? Yeah, of course they do. Do you know this? No, I didn't. No, I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, uh, then there's Saras- uh, and Saracens Bath would be the next one. Uh, yes, big, uh, win, big win for Saracens. Yeah, Saracens who will continue to manage their squad as they generally do. I if Bath throw that whole pack into this, it's going to be interesting. Well, Francois Lowe has not been taken with with um, has he South not? Africa. No. They have taken Vincent Cock for Sa- for Saracens, Saracens. Huh. And, and they have taken Vili Larue and Faf as well. S- something went on with Vili Larue. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned because this. I don't understand. Uh, Dai Young before the season said Vili Larue. I think he said Vili Larue was only going to play. Th- they they come to an agreement where he's going to play three autumn internationals. Uh, sorry, three rugby championship games, as in the three that he's already played, and one. Autumn International, and now it appears that he's play. He's not basically not going to be a wasp player until yeah. December. D- yeah. So I, okay. and I, and I, I just want to say, I drafted him to my fantasy <laughs> rugby draft team on the basis of Die Young's earlier statement. <laughs> so I feel cheated. Something weird is happening here, right? So I tweeted the other day, watched some rumours about wasps, and this is what I was I was referring to. I have heard from a relatively good source, right? No, 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 a, a very good source. That he might, he might be on his way. He might be on his way after the next game. So he finishes with Wasps next game, and then he's gone South Africa. But he's not coming back. What well, the the rumor is, he might not come back at all. At all. That would be interesting. Yeah, and you know, I could potentially see that. I could pretend. You know, all... that would be expensive for anyone to buy him out of his contract. Because that's that's what it would be. I, yeah, my assumption. And obviously, it's it's my I'm I'm duty bound, and it's my job to say that that's pure speculation yeah. from JB. I, and well, I've got it, just I've, I've, I've got it from somewhere. That's, yeah, but that's what I mean. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't <coughs> I couldn't confirm. I even I I didn't get I didn't get a denial from wasps. I did phone them. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will we will see how that one unfolds. Hmm. Interesting. Um, where were we? 
Oh yeah, Saracens Bath, yeah. big win, and then so uh, like if Bath have their best best pack out, it could potentially get competitive. Well, Glo- well, what that's what I found so amazing about the game this weekend is Gloucester, their pack. We were talking about how good it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And they got dominated at yeah. Allianz Park. It, Gloucester's pack right now, and that was very... without Billy Vanapola for Saracens. Yeah. As well. Gloucester's pack right now is very good man for man <laughs> on paper. <clears throat> Saracen's pack is very good man for man on paper and even better when you put those individuals together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, I think it will be a big Saracen's score. Yeah. But probably another five-point win for Saracen's. And the final game of the weekend, the two teams with the worst uh, defensive record in the Premiership are playing... It's Leicester hosting Sale. Um, the tribal. There's no way I'm going to pick Sale to beat Leicester at Welford Road at the moment. Basically, the long and short of it. Yeah, I. I can you see a scenario where? Well, I couldn't see. I couldn't possibly see a Worcester win, but it happened. So, I, I don't know what to think of Leicester at the moment. They've got phenomenal attacking potential. But their defence... Not even potential, they've got phenomenal attack. Yeah, yeah. Full stop. Yeah. So they're going to score tries. Sale will get will get it will get, get it together at some point. Um, and they were very close to clicking against Wasps. Uh, mm. Give me Leicester. Whose defence is slightly less, less worse? <laughs> less worse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Sale... Leicester's defence is worse. So Sale's defence is less worse. Okay. I'm still going to pick Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. I'm going to go Leicester. And then so we have So it. we basically just very boringly gone... A majority of us have gone... If we, if we do a two out of three at least, home wins on everything. Um, I've gone for Wasps away. Yeah. Other than that... Yeah, yeah. all home wins. Mm. Uh, but <clears throat> these do look like fairly predictable... The one, the one with the question mark is the Bristol. So Newcastle, Wasps and Bristol, Northampton mm. are the quest, two question marks. There we are. There we have God, it. do you know Bristol have Worcester the week after next? Mm. So Bristol could pretend... I mean, the two very winnable games. They could start the season with... Four, uh, four or six wins. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There you go. We've made it. We've done right, it. Right, we've done it. Um, I'm, I'm going to mark it. Um, time of... Time of death of this pod, uh, 2.33am, we all happy. There we go. You did our very best, John. I'm delighted to be finishing this so I can go home to bed. What time are you up in the morning, Phil? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just I'm just writing an email saying I might be slightly later, late in tomorrow morning. I'm not, I'm, fortunately, I've just checked my diary. I've not got meetings. Later this morning. This, this mo- Yeah, I do say it might be slightly late this morning. Uh, I've not got meetings until 10, so I might be a little, an hour late. I'll be amazed if I get in before 10. We'll see. We'll we will see. see. I have nowhere to be till midday. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> right, let the boys play. Indeed. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.